adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm joined by a very special guest today, Dave Regina, Mike Prelli. Guys, thank you for joining the show today. Dom, thank you thank for you having us. us. Of course. Um, you know, we've been checking you out as well, so I think that you're on the, the right path. I love the message. I love the vision. So all, all I can tell you is just keep doing what you're doing, man, because it's great. And phenomenal flow right off the top. That's the first <laughs> thing I noticed when we jumped on this. Jealous. Thank you. You guys, uh, you guys are fellow paisans, so you know, that's you know right. It is. Right, Mike, I, I, I like the suit. Beautiful. You do look. Uh, thank you. you. Great. I just realized I have no, no, no snooze gear on. That's I need to get like a tie clip or something you, that goes with suits. You are no snooze, so it, it doesn't matter. Right, you're on there. Dave's repping the brand. That. Dave's repping the brand, right. so he's got the both of you covered for today. So, that's right. yes, first thing I wanted he's to. He's got a bigger of, chest frame too, so it's does. a bigger billboard. <laughs> he does pops a little bit more right there. <laughs> so I wanted to start off basically just first, how did you guys meet and what is the origin? What is the no snooze lifestyle and how did you guys adopt that and then develop that into what is now the no snooze podcast? Yeah. Awesome. It's a great place to start. Uh, Mike has been uh, you know, a best friend of mine for over 15 years now, dating back to high school. I think I used to punk him on the basketball court. I think that's how we met. Is that, is that right, Mike? It, it, listen, I, I peaked early in life, so I had a better shot of actually giving you a couple uh, points, yep. but probably, yes, I was uh, average at best. <laughs> um, no, so, I mean, so the relationship stems back that long, um, but then our wives are best friends. They've been actually best friends since fourth grade. Uh, so Karina, my wife, and I got married when I was 24 years old, so super young. Uh, but she had this best friend, Dana, and one thing led to another. This is Mike. This is Dana. And now they're married with a beautiful baby girl. Um, so it, it, it started back then, has transpired over the years. Um, but really how the, the whole no snooze lifestyle came about is the house that I'm sitting in now. Mike is a, a real estate agent in Greenwich, obviously. Um, but he did me a favor. And he was willing to, you know, find, find me a house uh, for my family and I to settle into. And, you know, I, I specifically chose Mike for that uh, just because I knew he gets down to business. I, I know and I love his style of work. We are completely different, but I still love his style. And I think that's why we compliment one another. So we were sitting in this house when it was just a showing. Um, and I remember going, going over to Mike and just saying, hey, Mike, you know, would you be interested in starting a podcast? And he's like, yeah, he says yes to everything. That's, that's, that's one of his, uh, his things that he's working on, he says. But if I ask him, hey, Mike, you want to start a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it, it stemmed from having organic conversations about personal growth um, and where we're at in our lives and kind of where we want to go, which is something that's not really typical, right? I noticed that, you know, in my, in my 20s, you don't really have too many friends that you sit down with. And you're like, all right, like, let's, let's plan our lives out. Like, let's talk about this. Let, let's see how we can grow personally and professionally. Uh, so long story short, that is how it stemmed from. We took organic conversations that were happening and we basically applied it into a podcast. 
it started out as a fitness and finance thing. And then we quickly realized that we're not the most fit guys and we're definitely not the richest guys in the world. So we should probably open ourselves up to something like that. Um, so the no snooze thing kind of just came about as a, um, I mean, it's the first thing people see on a phone, right? And, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you have two decisions. Are you going to snooze on your life or, and that means go back to sleep, or are you going to get up, get after it and get things done? Uh, so that's what we choose to do. And we apply the no snooze mindset to every aspect of our lives. Now with fatherhood and parenting and our marriages as husbands and our friendships at work. Uh, so I think I rambled enough and gave you a little, little idea of what it was. I'm like sitting over here like a proud uh, significant other over here. His description from when we started the podcast to now, that was so nice and concise. That was beautiful, Dave. The only thing I'm going to add is that when he came to me and asked me to start the podcast, yes, I said yes pretty quickly, but it's because I knew Dave and I knew when he does something, he attacks it and he goes all the way. And when you make a decision to spend time building something out where it's not easy and you know well, getting things off the ground, it's a grind. You want someone like Dave in your foxhole. And I have to give him all the credit because I tried to start a real estate podcast before he approached me. Um, and it just fluttered because I didn't really have an accountability partner, someone that would keep me accountable for, uh, you know, something like that. Um, and we started with the fitness finance, like he said, which is hilarious because I'm like, I'm not giving people financial advice <laughs> because I'm still figuring out. And I mean, if anything, he would give the, the fitness advice and I would just be sitting there. Um, but anyway, we pivoted really quick, which we'll talk about later, is to not be afraid to change. And, you know, you were talking about some big things. And by the time this comes out, you'll be rebranded. But you, you don't be afraid and too prideful to change what you're going after. Um, it's okay to change. Just don't stop. And that's kind of what we encompass as well. So, yeah, not changing or don't, not being afraid to change um, and not being afraid to stop. I think, so I heard something recently where it was like, you know, the only time that you fail is when you stop taking action. And it might've been something that you guys said, but I, you know, it's, that goes along the lines of like the no news podcast. And it's, I wouldn't say that Mike, that your podcast failed then it was just, you pivoted towards something else and something that you could get behind and having that accountability partner in Dave has been huge. And you guys having that account, those accountability, that accountability partnership, uh, excuse me, has helped you guys grow as far as I'm concerned. And even though I don't have uh, a podcast host or a co-host, uh, I still have the people that I talk to every day that are building something and, you know, just striving for better. So that's what I really appreciate, appreciate about you guys and have learned from you guys is that it is really important to have an accountability partner because you can really only go so far by yourself. Mm -hmm. And we, I think we complement each other very well. I totally. envy how Dave goes about things, how <laughs> precise he is. Um, my, I'm a little more like broad and all over the place. And we're both, part of it was just catching up and BSing together and laughing, which is what we do a lot. And then uh, a, another result is that we're rubbing off on each other and we're getting the best qualities of each other. And, you know, I'm still mess at home and 2021, I'm supposed to organize a house that's up there. Um, but you try to take your best friends and take a piece from them and you, you, I'm starting to say things and I sound like Dave, which is, you know, sometimes scary, but all, all for the good. You know, I, uh, I'm very, he's, Dave's had a lot more, um, a lot more hurdles in life as far as putting things in front of him. And it's amazing to see where he is today. Um, and knowing him for all that time and how well, 
um, he's come out on the other side and what like a good human being in general he is. So um, not to toot your own too much. I know this is being recorded, but, but you, don't you get used what, to that. You know, it's funny. So when Mike it's and I love talk, we, we, we always acknowledge one another. But when I sit there and I listen to what he just said, I, I just got the chills. And that's one of my best friends. And it, just to piggyback off of that, and we're not, we're not going to just keep going back and forth here, but um, he brings something so unique to the table that's so different in my life. And he, he really taught me that, look, it's not that serious. Think we, can, we can brush things off and you could just keep moving. I, for a long time, I had this fake, um, I guess, idea of perfect, right? And I always want to be perfect. I always want to put perfect things out. And, and Mike has allowed me to grow so much just by being a part of what we're doing together. And he, what he said is exactly right. We rub off on one another. And don't let him fool you. He gets tons of stuff, if not more stuff done than I do. We just have two different lanes and ways to approach it. But then they always circle back and intertwine, which is, which is the best part of it. Guys, this is, this is great. I'm learning a ton from you guys. It's just in this like organic conversation as well. And so I just wanted to ask something that I'm really curious about the two of you guys is how do you not stay complacent and how do you continue to you know, sharpen your mind, sharpen your body, sharp, sharpen your overall, your life, your lives and continue to strive for more. So where does that, how does that mindset start and how does it, how is it sustained throughout the day, week, month, year? Mike, you want, you want to start or you want me to go? Yeah, kick it off. Cause I know what, I generally know what you're going to say. <laughs> and it's uh, good. So, so I, I think the biggest thing with um, complacency is that that's the majority of people in life. People get to a point and you become complacent and you're like, you're stuck, right? You're in, you're in the rut. You can't find a way to get out of it. Now, there's three different components and it starts off with like motivation, right? People have this false mindset of motivation and that motivation will really allow you to get through anything in life. And the next, and, and in my opinion, motivation eventually wears off. So if you rely on just motivation, that no matter what will always fall off. The next stage to motivation is inspiration, right? You, you, you basically get into your spirit and you've allowed the motivation and the growth that you have to basically become phase two. And now that's where you're inspired to keep doing things. I believe that falls off too. Then step three and the ultimate place that we all wanna to get to in life is that internal drive, right? The David Goggins mindset, Yep. The, I'm never going to become, you know, just complacent. And you have to do that by leading with intention, right? And intention is so important because if you know where you want to be in life, that intention just for that day is what you need to apply. So even on bad days when you don't want to do things, but your intent is to get better in business, you still need to send those five emails, even when you don't want to, right? If you're trying to get, uh, you know, uh, in better shape and, and a little bit healthier, on days that you don't want to work out, I say it all the time, I don't want to work out every day. I don't. But I just know that, you know, the first 20 minutes are going to suck. But then after that, something happens and you begin to, to flip a switch and then, you know, your brain kicks in and now you're, you're in a place to now be better in every other aspect of your life. So I choose fitness as a tool for my personal growth. I'm not obsessed with fitness by any means, but I know that the fitness mindset for me is what allows me to excel in business, what allows me to excel as a husband and father. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means because I mess up more than, more than most people, uh, but I'm okay with messing up, right? Because my, my intention then is to get back on track 
and continue moving forward. Yeah, and so Dave, everything Dave is saying is 100% correct. The, the way that I differ a little bit is that my overarching goal and like my big plans and big why, so to speak, evolves, but that's kind of my North Star that I always go back to. Like I always, I never liked anyone telling me I couldn't do anything or do something, you know? So when I see something and I, I'm kind of surrounded, I grew up in a town where there's a lot of luxury. Um, I just don't like the fact that I can't go into a place because I can't afford it or something. So it started with that, right? It started with a financial motivation. But then as I got older, I realized it's not really the financial side. It's the freedom um, that I'm trying to create for me and my family. God forbid something happens with health. I'd like to be able to extend a helping hand without, without ruining my whole family's future because I, you know, gave money or it's, it's kind of, it's kind of foo-foo when I always say that term, but it's kind of foo-foo, but I'd like to be able to give to people and not expect anything back and just do it out of, you know, and not even put my name on it. Right. Like if someone, I know someone and they're, they're having an issue, like an awesome thing to do would be like just to help them out with something and not even let them know it's you. Right. It's just like an internal secret you had that you're like, oh, that was awesome. I helped out, you know, whoever it is. So it changes as you get older. Once we had the kids, my motivation, I would say, kind of skyrocketed. I thought I was motivated. I thought I liked to hustle. But then when you realize that there's someone depending on you, um, and obviously I have a wife that's a teammate. I have family, friends, people that help with the baby. But when you're like their, you know, first line of defense, you're there, hopefully idle. Um, as they grow up, you really start to rethink everything you do and every decision you make should align with what you want to be perceived at by your, your kid, which get, it's a little deep, but see how like Dave, I, what I love about Dave is he's very methodical and specific and he breaks it down to a habit and a task where sometimes I get lost in the clouds and I go on a ramble about like a theory of wanting to help people. Right. So it's a healthy combination of the two of those things. The other thing that I think in professionally is if you find something you love to do, like David loves to make an impact in his local community and change things and initiatives and improve people's lives. Like I love real estate. Like I love working on it when I'm not at work and not in a suit, I'm talking about real estate. You know, when Dave's not in the office working with everyone on a podium, he's talking about what he wants to do and change in the town. So if you find something that you're actually passionate about, it makes it that much easier because of what you, like Dave said, we failed at a lot of things. And I think it's because it wasn't the right lane. You know, you got to find your lane. And then when you, I remember when I found real estate thinking when it all clicked, like I'm very fortunate that I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that might change 20 years. I might be like, I'm done with it. I don't want to look at a house. I want to live in a hut and be a hibachi chef, you know, and never do a real estate deal again. But for the foreseeable future, it feels like it's something that's going to be throughout my life. I like what you said there about it's not tech. It's not about you're not in search of making the most money. That's not your goal. Your goal is freedom. And that's something I read about in uh, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, which was really cool. It's like, you're not in necessarily in pursuit of the most money. You're in pursuit of freedom so that if you wanted to become a bocce chef and live in a hut down the road, you know, you, you worked really hard so that you were able to do that. And I also liked what you said about, you know, finding your why and there's, there's always a why. So you, it sounds to me like you guys, you had your why, like when you were younger, when you were around my age and then you guys met your wives 
and then your why becomes your wives. And then when you both had, have had children, you know, your why every day, your motivation, your purpose is to, you know, to give them a great life is to give them a great life. So, you know, how has, is there any, has there been anything else in terms of like why, why your why has shifted? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's kind of a tough question, but like, it sounds like every stage of that's happened in your, in your lives, it's been like, um, all right, so this is what I need to focus on right now. So my purpose has changed. And then the next stage of your life comes and then your purpose has changed. So after struggling in your early twenties and then meeting your wives and then having kids, what's kind of that next stage in your lives that you're focusing on and that, and that why? That's a good question. Um, and I think everything you're saying is, is accurate, but for me, it, it, it stems back to like, you know, certain, certain adversities in my mm. life sure. uh, that, have, that have got me, you know, to where I'm at today and understanding that no matter what happens in your life, you can always get through it. Mm. Um, I had this big aha moment. I like to say, you know, it was three, two, between two and three years ago. Now I was starting my, my personal development, um, as a human being and just wanting more. And I, I, I never really understood the gratitude thing. Like I didn't really understand it. Right. And I remember like being just, just being there and hearing all these things of, of Ed Milet speaking and any successful entrepreneur or any successful human being in life. Um, it, it always stemmed back to gratitude. So I had these life changing moments and one that was more recent, just a couple of years ago, my mom was addicted to, to drugs and alcohol for the majority of, of my life. Um, and she was still a great mom growing up, but you know, I, I chose to then live with my dad at the age of 13, 14 years old. Um, and we had a, you know, a, re a very tough relationship kind of, kind of growing up. But when she first, when she eventually hit rock bottom and I, I haven't even told this story on the podcast on our podcast. So, this is, this is a first, um, but, but there was a, um, an, an evening where my mom was, was really just, it was rock bottom for her. Um, I don't need to get into details, but I mean, I'm talking laying on the floor, you know, just so addicted to certain medications and alcohol that her body was beginning to withdraw. And I sat across from my mom and I poured all of these pills, which were Xanax at the time in my hand, right? And I looked at my mom and I told her, I want you to be happy, right? And I think your happiness is these drugs. So I want you to go in happiness, right? Take every single one of these pills here and I will not call an ambulance on you, right? And we looked at each other and she started crying hysterically. She's like, you want me to take these pills? And I said, unless God can save you right now, I can't do anything to you. So I, I want you to go ahead and take these pills and move on. Some time goes by, we're just looking at each other. It's a little silent. She takes a pill, right? So I'm like, wow, this is really, really happening. Like this, this is probably it. And I had told my wife, um, you know, I'm going in the other room and this is, this is what I'm going to do. Obviously she was like, no, we can't do this. But I still went and did it anyway because nobody was going to stop me. She takes one pill and she ends up falling asleep, right? So I look at her like, wait, she really just fell asleep. And I said to God, I said, if you can save my mom's life right now, I will grant my life over to you in gratitude. I'm not a huge church guy. I'm not, you know, into, into religion like that. And I know everybody has their own views. 
for me, when my mom woke up that next morning and was like, I'm ready to change my life and get help. That was all I ever needed to hear in life that like there is a higher power and I need to show gratitude and be grateful for the opportunities that are going to come my way in life. Uh, so that's, that, that's a, th that then became really a why for me um, it is leaning on gratitude and understanding that, you know, all things that I can control, I can work on to control, but there's so many other things that I can't control. And it's up to, you know, guy upstairs to look over us. And I need to show appreciation every single day um, to, to get to where I, I want and need to be. I really appreciate you being open to sharing that. Like that's, that's some heavy stuff and that's being open. And that's again, why I think you guys are, are so attracted to a lot of people is that you're, you're open about these experiences that you've had and you share the impact that it had on you and ultimately where it's leading you and how it's made you, you know, a better person, a stronger person and how overcoming adversity has just been, you know, monumental in your self growth and your self improvement. So I guess this is a question for both of you is how do you practice gratitude each day? Because that was such an extreme event that happened in your life, Dave, that made you realize gratitude or how important it is to practice gratitude. How have you, how do you remain gra grateful when say something good happens in your life? Because, you know, it's, when something's almost taken away from you, you know, as your mother almost was like, you know, praise God that she was not, but you know, how do you continue to practice gratitude if, if something good happens? You, you want me to keep going on that one, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you, there's gold happening, you don't step in with your own shovel. You let it happen. <laughs> um, so, and Don, that's, that's a great question. And I think that is, you know, if there is adversities in, in people's lives, and you can always identify adversity, right? That just mm -hmm. happens to be an extreme case that's easy to kind of talk about. Mm -hmm. But for people who are trying to understand gratitude, right? First thing is you have to really want to be grateful, right? You, you may not know what to do, but in your mind, you have to say like, wow, I really, you know, I want this. And your actions need to start align, uh, aligning with the wants of that. But what I did before that whole situation with my mom, I remember literally asking for guidance, like, please give me some tool or something that I can do that will, you know, help me out. So I started YouTubing things. I started putting podcasts in my ear and everything said, you know, be grateful, be grateful. So the specifics that I really started um, were literally when I wake up and I open my eyes, right? I, I mean, now I, I look over at my wife, but if you don't have a wife or a husband or any relationship, like be grateful to open your eyes. It's that simple. You step up and you walk, like be grateful for the little, little things in your life. Like I, I practice this now every single day. So if you take a 300 pan, a pound man and he wants to become 250 pounds, he needs to take the actions, right? It's the same thing. So he needs to walk a mile, walk two miles every single day. If I want to be grateful in my life and I want more for myself in terms of gratitude, I have to start doing little things like that. And I have to start practicing gratitude. And all you need to do is I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my health. And certain things will just start to happen, right? Like this conversation, it just becomes organic. It's the same exact thing. You have talking points that you want to hit, but then it goes in a completely different direction. So if you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to be grateful every single day. And I'm going to continue to do that even on days that I don't want to. And when you open your eyes, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my friends, I'm grateful for my health. 
certain things will start to fall into your life and new words will will just start to speak into the, into the air. And it, that's not you. I mean, it, it's just not you. It's a higher power that's controlling it, in my opinion. And, and Dave, you were doing a journaling, right, for a while? Do you do that any journaling anymore? Yeah, I, tried, I did try the journaling thing. I did like a 30-day gratitude challenge with a journal. Journaling's not for me. It's really not. I didn't get any more benefit. No additional benefits came from me actually writing it down versus me speaking it into the air. Um, and I know there's there's people extremely much more successful than I am that swear by, you know, you have to journal the gratitude. It, it would be cool, I'm sure, to look back on. It just didn't, it didn't make any difference for me. Yeah, like uh, to that note, I'm not very, uh, I'm not big on the journaling stuff. I just don't have the attention to sit down and do that. Um, luckily, it's kind of now built into my schedule having uh, my baby Livy. Uh, I'm on morning duty, right? So the first thing I see when I wake up is the baby. If she's asleep, I look at the monitor while I'm, you know, knocking out some of my morning routine or she's awake and crying and you got to change her. So when you start your day off like that way, it's, it's very difficult not to be grateful, right? Because what do I really have to complain about? My daughter's healthy. My wife's healthy. The world's in chaos with all this health issues. It's like, you know, trying not to complain um, was a big shift for me. It's not that I did it a lot, but when I realized like complaining's okay, you can do it, but don't get caught in that loop of doing it. Because if you complain naturally, one of your friends is also going to complain about something and then you get in this spiral. Um, and then when I put that in place now with the baby, I really don't have much to complain about. You know, it's, it's, uh, for anyone who does have a kid, I'm sure they'll agree with this your kind of life flashes before you and you reflect on all the things your parents did for you, good, bad, and different. You, you have a whole new lens on life and you can't help but be grateful for the opportunities, the guidance, all these people along your way um, that helped you growing up as a kid. And then once you have the, the child, you're kind of on the other side of that. Now you're in charge of helping other people, specifically your daughter, um, your kids, you know, your parents you got to try to start giving back. So it, it, the kid thing is, a, it's wild, you know, not only the birth, but after the fact, it's a constant reminder. You got to be grateful. You got to be, you know, the amount of babysitters and people helping out with the baby. You realize if you were selfish and I, I admit it, I was pretty selfish. Um, you can't help but be less selfish. Gosh, well, this is good to know. So down the line. So pop out a that. kid. If I, if I decide to have kids, you know, I'm coming for you guys for advice because you seem to be uh, oh, no. learning. <laughs> Listen, man, don't, don't. No, no, no. We're, by then, we're going to be like, we're going to have retired and all have gray hair and be like, what was that podcast we used to do? Hey, come on. You, guys aren't, you guys aren't even that much older than me. You're not even like 10 years That's older true. than me. So not You're too right. far You're out right. of the spectrum. I mean, these, grays, these grays right here say a little different, but, you know. So. Yeah. It looks good on the Zoom, Dave. It you does can't look, even tell there's grays. Looks wow. really good. Got a good filter, I guess. Some, some good oil in there. Right. And Dom's 21. He's got a better beer than I do. Yeah, just, a little, just a little stubble right there. It's fine. But uh, right. now going back to the journaling thing, I actually, I do journal, but I only spend about five minutes a day or so. And it's really just kind of getting my thoughts from the day out. I listened to Matthew McConaughey's audiobook recently, crushed it in like a couple days. But anyway, he, so he journaled every day for, I think it was like 34 years and really he just went, I mean, and the book was ultimately based on going back and reading all his journals. So that kind of it's green lights, right? The book green lights. Green lights. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's awesome. Def if you haven't 
read it or listened to it, definitely recommend it. But what was cool about him was he wanted it just so that he could, when he was 50, go back and just think like, what was I thinking that day? What was my mindset? Like, who were the people I was hang- hanging around? Like, what kind of food was I eating? Was I, what kind of exercise was I doing? Um, yeah, basically just like, what was my mindset like? So that's basically why I do it. But I do try to incorporate, I basically just write down three things that I'm grateful for every day. And obviously I wake up, you know, I'm grateful for my family, grateful for my friends, like you said, um, just grateful to live a healthy life, grateful to be alive, honestly. But when I journal, I just try to go a bit deeper and think of the things that I kind of take for granted every day and don't necessarily be grateful that I'm not necessarily like preaching gratefulness, preaching gratitude for. So that that's basically what I've been doing with journaling. But I agree I, that it's it's not for everybody. And in a way, you're almost journaling by doing the podcast episodes. Because the way I like to think of like a podcast, it's basically every episode is a new chapter of the book. And it's just it's just a never ending book that you're putting together um, about your life. So I'm curious about your take on that. Like, you know, what do you think about that? With a really good point. With podcasting? Yeah, I think podcasting, there are so many more benefits than people like suspect of that when you do podcasting. I think it's the ultimate medium for, you know, meeting people, connecting with people, uh, you know, keeping track of your your life, sharing your stories. And it's just a great way to grow and learn, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And, you know, our style of podcasting is when we first kind of sit down Mm -hmm. and we recap the week before. Right. So it's like a therapy session for us. Mike and I always say that um, we go back and forth and it's, you know, just giving updates of kind of what went on in your life. So to your point about the gratitude, I agree uh, about the journaling for the gratitude and journaling yeah. in general, that gives us a way to now it's documented. Right. And what I what, what Mike was great about is when I first wanted to podcast, my thought process, my thought process wasn't exactly on sharing the experiences. Right. It was more on, well, I know the experiences. I know what it did for me. Now let me kind of share the lesson with you. But you get so much more from telling the story. And Mike has really brought that out of me. Um, so, you know, us, us sitting down every week is something that we have documented. And then we just go through our points kind of like kind of like you have, you know, for your show notes and stuff like that. Um, Mike, yeah. Thankfully, David organizes that the show notes because I'm infamous for kind of showing up and letting it rip um and he keeps us organized and links everything up so thank god for dave um i am guilty of not i was never the type that wanted to watch back any of the previous either episodes or even like as a kid like my parents would put like a home movie on i'm like i don't want to watch this like what are we doing i was always guilty of that i gotta get better at that i i don't know why but i'm always like all right what's the next thing forget we did that it's out it did whatever what's the next one so the, but that's a good point. I never really thought about, I knew it would be fun to look back, but I didn't think of it as a journal, but it's, it's a good point. You're wise. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, I don't think so. I, I always say like, I'm just a moron. I'm just out here trying to learn from other people like yourself, grow my knowledge and uh, you know, just trying to make my way in the world. But uh, I agree. It's, that's why I wear a suit all the time. Cause even if you're moron and you're in the suit, at least people take it a little more seriously. Right. I mean, you look fantastic. Don't the matching boxers you have onto the suit, Mike. I don't. I can't lift leg and the angle. You know, we'll do that another episode, maybe the second one, if we get invited back. I got you. Yeah, but Mike, no, it is. 
awkward going back and watching the episodes or listening to the episodes from what I found. But I look at it like I told you guys that I played football. I know, uh, Dave, you played basketball. And uh, Mike, did you, you did play? Bocce. Bocce. Nice. I like that's elite. I was. That's, High school, we were undefeated. That's Shout elite. out Phil Catalano and the Italian club. 8-0, nice. captain. But I played basketball and football uh, through high school. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same thing as going back and watching film. And you might have gotten torched and given up a touchdown, but you go back and you watch the film, and then you realize what you did wrong, and then you learn from that, and then you, know, you go back and fix it. That's the same thing. I would go through my early episodes, even some of my, late, my podcasts of, of late, and I would say – like or um or you know these little keywords that i overuse a lot of the time and it is awkward going back and watching and listening to them sometimes but uh outside of that what have been some of the other struggles that you guys have faced obviously it's it's a ton of work to to put in a podcast to make a podcast make a successful podcast to be consistent with the content so what are some ways that you guys have uh you know continued to make strides in growing the podcast and growing the Nose News community. Yeah, um, I know I'd, I'd like to touch on that. And for, for Nose News, we knew what, what we wanted, right, after a certain amount of time, but then we didn't really know, we had to get in a rhythm of things. So just like anything in life that you wanna get better at, I bring you back to that intent piece. Um, I, I always focus on the word intention. When we were, when we had the intention of continuously putting things out, it makes you think, okay, well, now we have to plan for this. And I'm a firm believer, Mike knows, almost to a fault, I plan in extreme amounts. I almost plan too much. But my biggest benefit from this podcast and this journey is I would have planned out the entire year. I, that's, that's just what, what I would have done if I, was, if I was you and I'm running a one-man show. I would have planned out the entire year. The fact that I had to learn that – okay, it's not just about me anymore. Like I have Mike Pirelli and I have Claudio. That's, a, that's our um, AV guy, Kai Visions Productions. He does a great, a great job for us. Um, the wizard. Yes, the wizard. We had to now, I had to really open myself up to saying, wow, we need to schedule this. And all three of us need to agree on a, on a date and a time to meet. Uh, so that was a major struggle for us. It still is a struggle. So yeah. I, you know, then, then, you, then I, instead of, Focusing on the long-term goals, something that I'm obsessed with in every other aspect of my life, is breaking things down to extremely small, tangible things. So then the focus for all of us became, let's just worry about this week, right? Because it's stressful if we're like, well, I can't, I can't plan two weeks in advance. Mike's schedule is crazy. He's all over the place with showings and listings, and he, he does so much, right? Same thing with Claudio and myself. And we're all married. We're trying to manage relationships, too. So it just talking about it, I'm getting anxiety over here, right? I see Mike shaking his head. He's like, yep. But that I, I think was the biggest challenge and it's still the biggest challenge for us. But all we do is we focus on the very next one. Gotcha. I was going to say the same thing. You got three people that are extremely busy, have families of their own. You throw kids into it and all of a sudden our schedules just got chopped in half basically. Um, and we're more getting more busy as more successful you get within podcasting or anything, you get more busy. So the combo of baby COVID more busy has created this stress of scheduling. Dave's done a great job of being, you know, the leader on that and saying, Hey guys, we need to put one on the books. What, what works? Um, you know, weekends are very difficult for me. 
Um, you can't say, all right, well, I'm going to have four showings on Saturday until like Friday. Um, and even then, sometimes in the morning, people call and, you know, you need to sell the house. So it's the things that we're doing now. I think we all acknowledge that we have to keep trying to make it easier for all of us. And we've been very cooperative together and figuring out the best solution that works for the three of us. The next step, which we, we achieved previously, but COVID shut it down, is getting like a studio that is within the three of ours. Dave's been gracious enough to have us at his house and Karina makes us coffee. You know, my wife comes every once in a while. Catherine sometimes will drop in. Claudia's, you know, we have food. It's fun. But sustainability-wise, it's a long trip for all of us. I'm sure it's a lot for them to break everything down, you know, host us. So the big goal, I think, for 2021 is to get a studio, trade advertising for a studio space somewhere within our nucleus so that the three of us can get in there, you know, stuff set up. We can rip an episode in an hour, hour and change, and then get back to whatever we need to do, whether that's a baby, work, dates, whatever. Well, Actually, so. no, that's, yeah, that's having a studio would definitely be a game changer. Speechless? Yeah. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, Protein Bar, or Mike's favorite, Collagen Peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, so I want to talk to you guys about habits. And I know you guys did a whole episode early on in the podcast, strictly on habits. So what are some habits that you guys have incorporated into your everyday lifestyles? I know you guys are both early morning people, hence no snooze. Um, but what are you know, what are some of your morning habits, uh, your habits throughout the day, and then your evening habits that you're able to sounds like you guys have a lot going on each and every day. And you know, like you guys said, you're just very you're addicted to like kind of efficiency and effectiveness. So how have you guys been able to implement these habits for, you know, personal growth, business growth, uh, family growth, uh, all that stuff. Cool. So you're an athlete, Dom, right? Mike, great bocce player myself. I was a, a decent, <laughs> a decent <laughs> athlete coming up. Um, and you don't realize it, I guess, until you're older, but you're like, wow, like, I had certain habits that were instilled. Like you have to go to practice, whether it's every day or three, four times a week, two times, I don't know, depending on the sport, right? So it starts from there at a base level. And it's like, okay, well, what do I want in my life? And if I wanna go to the club and just be hungover all day, then I guess I can go to the club and be hungover all day and do that consistently, which I did for you know a, a good portion of my 20s. Um, I, I encourage people to you know get out and get that out of their system. Uh, because that can really be a, a, a very big downward spiral for you. Uh, but habits, I knew that I wanted to get better in my life. Didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. So I took it down to its core. I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to the same mindset of the athlete and I'm going to wake up early, which is something that I've been doing, honestly, since I was 12 years old when you know I had my first job at Westchester County Country Club as a golf caddy. 
I would do two loops um, and, you know, I'd get out of there by, by two o'clock. Um, and I was doing that and none of my friends really had jobs when they were 12 to 15 years old, right? Like Mike is one of the few that I know that like used to sell everything in his house and like Gary V mindset did the lemonade stands. Like this guy did that. I like like that. He, he did that. Wasn't um, any good though. I did it to an extent. Thank you. Though, <laughs> so that was the first thing I was like, wow, like, okay, I need to wake up early if I want to get things done. Because as Mike was saying before, your life is just going to continue to get busy. And I wanted to wake up early because I wanted to get things done. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's not that easy. But if you can still make sure you get your seven, eight hours of sleep in waking up at four or five o'clock, it can become a habit. So the first thing was waking up early, setting that alarm and committing to a no snooze lifestyle. If I hit that snooze button, that tells me that, you know what, my dreams and my daily aspirations for the day, it's not really worth that much, right? So the first decision I make, I'm not hitting that snooze button. I'm waking up when I'm supposed to wake up. Then from there, like I said, I open my eyes. I quick, quick gratitude, right? It's very easy for us now because you're like, all right, wow, I got this beautiful wife that's way too hot for me. I got this great kid over here, nice and healthy. Like it's super easy now, right? But even before that, I didn't have that to do it. So it was, again, grateful for my family, grateful for my friends. Boom, now I get up. On my way to the bathroom, I grab my water bottle. You probably see me drinking it during the episode. And I hydrate because while you're sleeping, you know, you let things out. You even sweat in your sleep. So you need to rehydrate for the day. A lot of people make fun of me because of the amount of water that I drink. I'm up to like 50 ounces in the morning. But I tell people, start with like a coffee cup, right? Start with eight ounces of water. Do that every day. It's a good habit to put into your life. Then I walk into the bathroom. I look in the mirror. I tell myself, one, you're a good looking human being. And two, today is going to be a good day. And I do that as like literally a confidence booster to myself. And I do that even when I don't really feel that way. If I didn't have a fresh haircut or something, I still do it. Right. I, and I do that every day. I get downstairs. Well, now because of COVID, um, you know, the, the gym is either open or closed. I'm, I'm back a little bit now, but I do something active every day that I want to, you know, that I'm not taking a rest day. Uh, so I work out and I work out for, you know, between 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the day. And that point right there, when I do that, when I do the working out piece, the physical fitness piece, something happens in my mind and now I'm ready and I'm geared up for my day. So that's why I always advise people, if you want to get better in your life and it's something that you really want to do, you should do something active because being active, it enhances these chemicals in your brain. I'm not a scientist, but go read about it. And your thought process for the day begins to change. You become very creative. The left side of your brain starts to really kick in. <laughs> Mike is looking around over there. I see you. Um, I'm drinking. It just puts I won't grab it. On a great roll. Then from there, I read 10 pages a day. Call me 10 page Dave for a reason. Because I get through books by just reading 10 pages a day. Anybody, no matter what, you can make time to read 10 pages a day. And this is very good for people who are trying to find something that they're good at, right? Like you take something that you like. For me, I knew that I liked the idea of being better. So what did I do? I grabbed some personal development books to start my day. Then I just started reading. Now my thoughts begin to change. Now one month becomes, you know, one to two books. And now one year becomes 12 to 15 books. Like it's an incredible process through that little 10 pages a day. Then from there, honestly, I'm like, look, I'm already so much more accomplished than 90% of the people who are probably still sleeping by 7 a.m., right? <laughs> probably, they, they probably haven't even woken up yet. And I'm already so far ahead of the game. So then 
you know, when I do take the time and I spend with my daughter in the morning, that's just a, a blessing to me. Then I get to go to work, be creative at work. Then something that I'm working on though is, is implementing a nightly routine. I haven't got there yet. Um, so I, I'll pass on, on to, uh, to Michael. I love the hand motions today. Yeah, that was I'm very, I'm very animated. Um, you know? I like it. So they, the habits keep changing. Um, I'm a little less rigid and I'm trying to get more rigid. Dave's helped out as much as I like to say that I get up at 4:45 every day. I'm probably at like 70% now, you know, and some days I just can't control it. The baby's up late. It's, you know, I, it's, I just can't make the turnaround. Um, but ones that I think have stayed pretty consistent. Um, and then I'll throw in a new one. So I wear a suit every day or try to, you know, I have ripped a lot of holes in a lot of suits. So just, I, you know, I'm trying to outpace my purchase to my rip for a ratio. Um, my guy, Indochino, Philip, another shout out, give us the brand deal. Um, <laughs> one of the rules I made for myself is anytime I'm driving around during the workday and I consider my workday nine to five, sometimes I'll do it. You know, if I'm working late, I'll be a little more lenient on this rule. I listen to podcasts. I don't listen to music. Um, you can learn a ton throughout the day and it has to be real estate or uh, personal development personal development or business specific. Um, and then the third is I made a rule that I would never say no to a personal event because I would be tired the next day or I didn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to make the turnaround. So the meaning, if we wanted to go to hang out with Dave and Karina and we were out till one, I'm not going to say no, I, you got to do it. And then you got to figure it out in the morning and just deal, you know, figure out a nap throughout the day, figure something out because I don't want my professional life to hinder my personal and uh, impact my wife and our family events negatively. So that was something I did early on. And that's just, you know, it was a lot harder when I was younger. And like Dave said, we were in the clubs and then you have to turn around and work for a weekend. Um, now it's a little easier. It's a little more tamed. Um, and then the new one is I do one meal a day. So I do it Monday to Friday, typically, depending if we go out on Friday night. I did that because I get a lot done throughout the day and I want to get as much done and keep the momentum rolling. I find that sometimes when you stop for lunch, you get tired, you get, you know, there's, it's another variable. So what I started doing was not eating until like four or five, six, when my day was over weekends are more lenient, but it's just one less thing to worry about. I don't know if it's healthy. Me and Dave go back and forth all the time about I it, but it's a habit that's time. happening. Yeah. But it's helped. So, but anyway, habits, I'm constantly trying to add new ones, take ones out, but those are kind of the foundation. Gotcha. I like it because I'm a big habit guy as well. And Dave, I agree. It's very tough to kind of implement a, an evening routine just because for me, at least like evenings are, are so different, but it's nice to be up in the morning early before kind of everybody else is up to get what you need to get done without being interrupted or anything like that. And even so, for me, like I'm at home for, I'm on, I'm on winter break right now. You guys, you, you don't get a break. You're a dad every single, both of you guys are dads every single day. You got full-time jobs. So I give you guys a lot of credit for, for being consistent uh, and doing that every single day. And Mike, I just got to ask, how many calories are you consuming in this one meal? So I try to shoot for, when I say one meal, like I will have multiple dishes, but it's within like an hour, hour and a half. So like I'll eat a bunch of things, but it's all technically one meal. Um, I've been doing around a thousand for a while to drop the weight quickly. 
and then we're doing a, a body fat percentage challenge into the new year. So I'm going to have to adjust because there's some more workouts and things that I'm incorporating and just, you know, a thousand calories a day, I'm just going to disintegrate. So ultimately it came down. I didn't fit in my suits and I was like, I need to fit in my suits. Yeah. You need to fill them out. Get that. But what's healthy Regina chest. <laughs> Dave, what's healthy? Like what should I be eating a day? Sorry to go on a riff here, but no, you, uh, yeah, go ahead. Calorie wise. Yeah, like what's I mean, my the maintenance? Standard, the standard is a 2,000 calorie diet, right? So you're 1,000 <laughs> below that. So that's why you're obviously going to lose a ton of weight, which is great. And honestly, to the people listening to this, Mike was able to successfully lose 30 pounds in, I mean, what was it? Five? I don't know. It was three months? Yeah, yeah, three, three months. So, sorry. It was I, over. But I, And yeah. keep in mind, I'm eating like an animal some days. So yeah. like but if we go and – so that's going to that's gonna happen. And what he's doing, I yep. mean, he's, he's not doing it in an unhealthy way, but we're definitely not saying like, here's the advice, go eat one time a day and eat a thousand calories. But I would say even if you got up to 15, 18, 2000 calories, might you still end up losing weight if your activity level rises. See, that's the thing with the baby, my activity level plummeted. And I'm like, the only way I can actually get to my weight is I need to drop the calories like a crazy amount. And then I won't be stressed about not working out. So I just took all the variables away. And I was like, what's the easiest way I can lose all this weight? Which I don't know why my mind works like that. So, uh, Dom, I just want to say on the, um, j just to you, because you said you agreed with like, you know, the nightly routine is yeah. tough, right? Something I think about though. And I'm like, okay, if creating the morning routine and I'm so regimented with that and I saw a lot of success in my life, from doing that, just uh, personally, um, in business, there was extreme amounts of growth when I've implemented those habits. When you look at successful people and, and much more successful than Mike and I, I'm talking like elite level performers in life, they always, it, it always comes down to habits. But I will tell you, the elite of the elite implement a nightly routine too. And I think for 21, you know, I, I do want to be able to implement something that I can stick to. And I, I haven't found it yet. I'm not, I, I just, I'm being honest with you. I, I don't know what really to do. I know I've heard of things to do, but as somebody who's 21 years old, if you can even start implementing half of a morning routine and then even begin to think about a nightly routine, you're going to be so far ahead of the game. And again, it comes down to the intent. Do you want to get better? Right. And that's something that we think about all the time. Yeah. self. I feel like you have some type of routine. Sorry to interrupt. No. I feel like you have like a whiskey or something. I have a coffee every night. That's yeah, like I mean, the only thing. Yeah, that you know, with COVID-19, I, I don't know. I just, I think to myself, look, if there's germs in there, if there's germs in there, I'll clean them out with a little whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The other thing, the nightly routine is trash TV. My wife has, I got to give her credit. She turned me on to trash TV to shut the brain off. Because sometimes we're constantly going, it's the best. I feel so dumb by the time I go to bed. I'm like. Yeah, I'm talking more of, uh, you know, some sort of beneficial routine. Yes, that, that decompresses. Beneficial, turns the brain off. I'm talking about like picking up something maybe to read that's like lighthearted, right? But I'm still reading. Um, like you know, fantasy? Some fiction. Yeah, yeah something fiction. Like right. reducing my and to clarify, when he says 10 pages a day and he reads books doing that, he reads 10-page books. That's why. <laughs> You're good to know. A good taste of our dynamic here, Dom. Yeah, I like it. No, I, you know, I appreciate what I've listened to so far with you guys is you don't always agree. And that's, that's what 
makes it better for listeners and for viewers is, you know, it's not like, all right, yeah, he's going to say that and I'm just going to agree with it. It was the one you guys were arguing about, like something like the word just, I think <laughs> Dave brought up like literally yeah, just the word just. just yeah, just water. Exactly. So I thought, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But no, I, I like the tandem a lot. You guys work really well together. And it's crazy how life has kind of come full circle for you guys. So yeah. you guys have been friends since high school. Your wives have been friends. And then now you had daughters just a few months apart. So it's really crazy to hear how life is just kind of coming full circle for you two. Crazy. It's wild. I thought he planned it. I'm like, how did you plan this? How did you make this all work out this way? <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's that higher power. Dave's really right. been tapping into it and it's, uh, right. you guys are both reaping the benefits of that. But to, uh, to kind of end here, I just want to know, you know, what can we expect from the no snooze podcast in the next couple of months, couple of, couple of years? What is, what is the plan for the no snooze podcast and building that no snooze community? You guys have already done 10% such a great body job. Fat. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Thank you. Um, I mean, we have we have tons of tons of goals moving forward, uh, but some recent ones are, are going to include, like Mike said, you know, establishing a studio, and hopefully that is something that is on a business level, and we're not necessarily paying for that studio, and we can arrange some sort of deal with um, you know marketing and ad reads and stuff like that, which is another thing that we are getting into because we have local business connections and a lot of people that are reaching out to us now. Um, so it's monetizing in that way, still producing great content, setting a schedule, you know, around once a week is what we usually strive for. Um, our merchandise, you know, has really taken off. Mike has done a tremendous job with that. Um, and, and people can grab that at no snooshop.com. And that in itself has taken no snooze to a real lifestyle brand. Um, you know, we, we always used to argue, he would say it's a brand. I would say, no, it's a lifestyle. So now we agree it's a, a lifestyle brand. Exactly. Right. So like that, yeah. taking, taking the combination of the two. So it's, it's constantly developing our content. Even um, is it, content has become much easier as you, as you move forward because life continues to happen and new experiences create new content. I found for me, I was searching for content instead of, you know, listening to what Mike is saying, like talk about your life. Um, and that's the best content that we can, that we can have social media growth, um, you know, ha has been great. And we see that Instagram is, is King right now. Eventually we do believe that YouTube, you know, will take off for us. Um, uh, but the reality is to be on YouTube, somebody still needs to sit in front of a screen and watch it. Right. Whereas, you know, audio, just being on, on, on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, you know, you can be in the car and you're consuming information like Mike was talking about. He does that habit nine to five. That's one of the best takeaways that people can probably in, implement in their own life is even if you wanted to just start with like, okay, look, nine to five is a lot. I'm not going to do that. Do it from nine to 12, put on something that you want to get better in your life and start listening to that podcast. Right? So it, it, it's a culmination of everything, but I, I think I touched on some, some uh, goals for us. Sure. No, I like that a lot. And kind of just my last thing that I wanted to wrap up with yep. is a lot of people have struggled this past year. 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people. For me personally, I think it's been the best year of my life. I've made some growth. I've just made a ton of steps towards, you know, where I had always like hoped to be and it just started with taking action. But what would, for people who are struggling to find purpose as you know, I still am sometimes I'm still searching for that thing that 
know, gets me out of bed every morning, motivates me every day. What would you say to those people who are struggling to find their purpose and, uh, but really are looking for something that just fulfills them and, you know, gives them purpose every day. You know, like I said, get them out of bed every day. Mike will, Mike will add to this, to this point, but I'll start with, you know, the struggles and the chaos that you're either enduring right now or you're about to endure in your life, whether that's COVID, whether it's deaths, whether it's failed relationships, family issues, anything that you could think of in terms of the adversity is what allows the wins in your life to feel so good. So even though it sucks right now, realize that this is making you stronger because it's going to change the trajectory of where you're going to go. Something I've learned this year alone is like, when you think you know what you're doing, you really don't, right? Because in parenting, we see this more than ever in podcasting and business, you need to learn, and this is something that I've been applying, you need to learn how to, how to really take a step back and begin to control the things that you can control and stop worrying about everything else that you cannot. Tackle the task one thing at a time, move on one by one. I like that. And to add to that, you had a question in our show notes about um, what would we tell our 21-year-old self? Yeah. And I was thinking about them like, oh, it's a good question. I know everyone says like, oh, I tell them this, I tell them that. I wouldn't tell myself anything. In what Dave is saying is I agree. It's, it all connects and you go through everything for a reason. And if that stuff doesn't happen, I'm a different person on the other end. I joke around. I'm like, if I was rich and I'd like hit it big when I was young and did this like huge deal, I'd probably be dead because I didn't know how to handle that. You know what I mean? So if I went and I saw my 21-year-old self, I would just probably ask him questions and laugh at how he thinks he knows everything and how he's going to do things. And just be like, you have no idea. You have no idea what's going on. Just enjoy that. Like knowing that he's going to be okay, but it's just funny what you think. Um, the, we always leave with like mantras. One of the mantras I wrote down was uh, action prevents doubt. I think a lot of people get tied up in just thinking too much. Gotcha. That's fantastic advice, guys. I've really, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. Learned a ton from this, and you know, just kind of looking at my, trying to put myself in uh, in your shoes in the in the next couple of years or so when I when I get down that road. Uh, you know, if I'm in a similar place to you guys, I think I'm going to be doing all right. So I think everybody who listens to this podcast is going to be able to take something away. We covered a lot of stuff today, and I think there's a ton of value in this, guys. I really appreciate your time. I am really looking forward to what you guys are going to continue doing with No Snooze. And, you know, hopefully uh, the members of my community are going to join the No Snooze lifestyle as well. Well, Dom, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure, We're recorded please. here. It's a journal. What's your goals for 2021? What can you promise the people? Well, my goal was to rebrand this podcast to a specific niche and kind of develop a vision for that. So luckily I accomplished that goal a little bit earlier. Uh, than I wanted mm -hmm. to. I'm graduating, not yet. My goal, my number one goal is to graduate in May and, you know, to, con to continue on track. And, you know, as I've been working to that, hopefully, hopefully it all works out and I'm able to do that. Um, get a job in some sort of digital marketing, content creation, something where I can continue to bring value to others because that's what nice. I've really enjoyed. So getting a job that I'm excited about and I'm able to bring value to people every day. And my ultimate goal is to just, it's a very broad goal. It's, it's not one of those smart goals, but you know, my goal is to just continue to um, build this community. And uh, you know, as this comes out, this podcast now 
the purpose movement. I just want to continue to inspire others to look at me and like, I'm just some 20 year old, 21 year old schmuck just trying to figure out life that you, whatever you want to do in life, you can go do it. Just life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So it's just continuing to step out of my comfort zone each and every day of 2021 is going to be a huge goal for me trying to fail at something every single day. Cause one of my mentors told me that if you don't fail today, then you didn't try hard enough. So trying to have these small failures every single day and continue to learn and grow is uh, one of my goals. Love it. And make sure you tell everyone you talk to that you want a job within um, digital marketing, everyone, because you don't know who knows who lands on the podcast, who's listening. That's something Dave does well that I do well now. Um, we just put it out in the universe and at the very least, someone will contact you um, and lead to something. So it's better than nothing. Manifest it. I like it. Thank you. So I'm going to drop all of uh, your guys' tags and links in the show notes. So go check them out at No Snooze Podcast on Instagram. Uh, You guys are on YouTube. Shop some of their merch. As you can see, if you're watching this right now, Dave's got an absolutely uh, elite logo on right there. Um, So go check that out. Guys, really appreciate all your insight and your wisdom. Uh, Looking forward to getting this out to the world and looking forward, you know, to uh, continuing this relationship and building that community. Um, Um, thanks for having us yes thank you so much and you said the word world so i will finish with this it's a little a little dad like but it's something that i do wish i told my 21 year old self and it's the world is so much bigger than you actually think it is and your problems are nowhere near as big as you believe them to be very good appreciate that and dom you're you're a very good host so don't try to slide in because we're kind of the same shape (laughs) He can just point, he could just put, you know, move the screen here and then I'm out of a job. Gotcha. Now, I don't think, uh, I think you, you guys need each other to, to continue right. that. But yeah, right. it's not an answer. Yeah. If you, uh, it's not one without the other. So, like I said, guys, really appreciate all your insight, your wisdom, and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what you guys will do uh, in life and business and the podcast world uh, here in the future. Dom, you got a great movement. Um, and thank you again for, for having us, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at no snoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.